And my homies are wildin'. We all love Taylor Swift. Yeah, I'm eating with pilots. They callin' me the chef. Yeah, I'm saucing it up. No directions, we made it from scratch. Hey everybody, welcome back to week two. Uh, episode two of our NFL podcast. Week it is, three of the NFL. Week three of the NFL, week two of our podcast. It is the Bronson Brothers back once again here to talk to you about some fantasy advice. Hopefully you got something out of it last week that helped you win your week. I, I definitely did not win my, win my week. How'd it go for you, Aaron? No, it surely did not win as well. Well, not a good uh, reputation our podcast is creating here, but hopefully the content is enough to keep you guys around. Um, this week we're going to do a little bit more of the same, keep talking about these games, keep talking about these players, and hopefully get ourselves some wins this week. Hopefully, yeah. All right, moving on, we're going to start with the Thursday night game first here. We got the Jets at the Browns, 1-1 one one versus, oh, 1-1. One one. Jets and Browns here, we got Sam Darnold going up against uh, Tyrod Taylor. What do you think here? You got anything you want to talk about to start this game off? Um, with the Jets, I mean, Sam Darnold definitely has been doing really good, you know, being a rookie QB and coming out there, slinging the ball, been really well. Um, just some small pointers for me that stuck out to me, uh, Robbie Anderson. Uh, he was a, he's a good wide receiver. I mean, if you have him, you can play him. Um, but he's definitely not somebody I'm looking around to pick up. Yeah, Robbie Anderson, uh, only f- five targets, three for 27. Kind of consistent with what we saw in week one. He's definitely somebody you could stash and hold on to and see if he pans out. But what it looks like is uh, Quincy Anunua is kind of the guy you want there. Another interesting thing, Sam Darnold actually uh, didn't get the win and didn't throw as many touchdowns as he did in his week one performance. Week two set the New York Jets rookie record for most touch or most passing yards in a game with 334. So Sam Darnold, a guy you're probably not confident enough to play in a week-to-week fantasy basis, but a guy who's kind of proven himself in the NFL. So pretty good there. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. He's been doing really well, and yeah, just because he didn't get the win last week, don't. You know, don't let that discourage you. I think he's going to continue to just get better as the season goes on. Yeah, Isaiah Crowell uh, had over 100 rushing yards and a touchdown last week, and I knew a lot of people were interested and excited in what Isaiah Crowell could do this week. And uh, we saw him have quite a drop-off statistically, only 35 rushing yards. Um, they were behind, so they were throwing. What do you think about Isaiah Crowell? Are you uh, you panicking here, or are you uh, right in the ship, or are you just kind of still where you were at the start of the season? I think I'm pretty much still where I'm at uh, from the beginning of the season. I do like Isaiah Crowell. I, th- I think he's a good running back. I think that he definitely can make some of those big plays that you need in some tight situations. But, no, I, I definitely don't think that he's someone I'm going out there doing everything that I can to pick up. So let me ask you this. Let's talk about the running backs in this entire game with the Browns. Are you uh, are, are you starting Isaiah Crowell or are you starting Carlos Hyde tonight if you have to choose one? I am definitely starting Carlos Hyde. And the reason I'm starting Carlos Hyde is I definitely believe that that Browns defense, as much as you know, they've been fighting, they've been clawing and scratching, trying to finally get a win. And um, no matter what anybody says, they definitely – are doing well as a team, and, I mean, they're contending. That's for sure. I mean, against the Steelers, and then, um, you know, last week against the Saints. I mean, they definitely are contending. They're not just getting run over, and um, they have a good defense, and I think that's a big part of it. 
Uh, and so, I mean, I'm definitely starting um, Carlos Hyde, though, just because, uh, you know, I think that he's going to run through him. Personally. Yeah, it's nice having that good defense out there. We see it a lot with uh, some bigger, bigger, uh, better teams. That defense gets your offense the ball a little more, a little more time for you guys to rack up some points. Um, Carlos Hyde looking like the number one back there. He had 16 carries compared to Duke Johnson's three. He also was the one to hop in the end zone. A little confusing information coming out from Hugh Jackson this week, though. He came out and said he wants to run Duke Johnson and get him the ball a little more. Does that scare you off Carlos Hyde, or do you think that just kind of is the way it goes today with the running back by committee live, uh, world we live in? No, I just I, I agree with the latter. I definitely think it's just something that we have to live with. And, I mean, realistically, if you really listen to a lot of the coaches, they're all saying that, I mean, you know, you're always hearing this, oh, I'm going to get this person more touches, I'm going to get this person more touches, I'm going to get the starting uh, running back in the slot position, I'm going to have him catching a little bit more. So I definitely think that you shouldn't be scared. The last thing I want to talk about in this game is the difference between uh, who's going to pick up those Josh Gordon stats. Who's going to pick up those targets and those receptions uh, in the red zone? Are you looking at here uh, Rashad Higgins or Antonio Callaway? Because Jarvis is the number one there. You're starting Jarvis if you have him most likely. But between those two receivers who seemed to pick up the targets last week, who you who you sticking with? Well, seeing about, if you're talking targets, then Rashad Higgins is your guy. But... Um, overall, I definitely think Callaway is someone that I would pick up personally over over Higgins. That's that's who I'd be picking up. And um, you know, obviously Jarvis Landry is the starting you know wide receiver one. You got him, um, but you know Callaway, he's kind of your deep guy. You know, he's going to be making some some of those big plays. All right, very good. We are going to move on to the Sunday games here. Well, real quick, who's winning that game for you, Browns or Jets? Even though I said start Carlos Hyde, I think the Browns are actually going to take that one. What do you think? I agree. I think the Browns, the faithful, are going to be rewarded and they're going to be able to celebrate on a Thursday night. So hopefully we're both correct in that. Yeah. Um, moving on here, we're going to look at the 1-1 one one New Orleans Saints going up against the 1-1 one one Atlanta Falcons. Two hopefully high-powered offenses here. Um, what's your first take on this game between the Saints and the Falcons? Um, definitely Tevin Coleman and Alva Kamara. Those are the two things that I'm thinking about. Definitely the two big key name players in this game. Uh, who do you think is going to do better? You think Kamara or you think Coleman going head to head? Who do you think could go better? I I am I hate to say this, but I I don't think I'm a believer in Kamara, and I don't mean that in a way of a, he's he's obviously a, an RB one. He's probably going to finish top ten in fantasy points at the end of the year, but I don't believe in him as that stud that everyone thinks he's going to be. Um, I think Tevin Coleman in this game, I'm going to go out on a limb here, and I'm going to say Tevin Coleman outscores Kamara in our standard league by five points, basically a touchdown's worth. See, I completely disagree with you because Alvin Kamara is a great player, and um, you know he actually has disproven me because I had the same exact outlook that you did at the beginning of the season. Yes, it's only been two games, but definitely he's already, you know, Proven me wrong, that's for sure. And I definitely think I think that Kamara will have a better game than Tevin Coleman. Yeah, I could see that happening, but uh, we're different there. We'll see who's right on next week's pod. Um, 
In the uh, wide receiver category there, one guy I would like to talk about, I think is a start this week, is Calvin Ridley. I think he's been really good coming out. He's It was 4 for 64 and a touchdown last week. The targets are, are, are coming, and I think the confidence is growing with Matt Ryan throwing to Ridley. That's a guy I'm starting this week over some decent name receivers. I, I think on the week he finishes a top 10 receiver. Um, obviously, Julio Jones still getting a start if you have him. But Calvin Ridley, look for him in your leagues. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I definitely think that he's someone that you could pick up and be safe playing. You know, he he's got he got some um, you know decent amount of plays last week. But uh, again, I mean, I think that the the key people here is going to be Tevin Coleman. Well, what about quarterbacks? Uh, Matt Ryan, what do you think about him? I think Matt Ryan's had a decent season. I think he's he's uh, struggled offensively a little bit. Um, hasn't really gotten into a rhythm. Better last week than he was the week before. Um, probably still a top 15 quarterback, but not my pick to start this week. Um, I'd rather have Drew Brees in this matchup for sure. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, looking at the uh, the Saints here, besides Kamara, who you're starting, and Brees, who you're starting, Michael Thomas is having himself an absolutely monster season. I mean, historic if he keeps on pace. I completely agree. Michael Thomas is, again, he's actually disproven me just as well. Uh, you know, he definitely wasn't somebody that was on my radar or anything, but Michael Thomas is doing is phenomenal. But at the same time, the only reason that he's been able to take advantage of a lot of these opportunities is because he got, he's got 13 targets last week. That is just, that's crazy, 13 targets. Um, you know, and uh, he, he's just taking advantage of them. And out of those 13, he, he got 12 times. You know, no. he is. He's do, He's having a great year. I believe on the year he's, tw- in two games, 28 receptions, 270 or so receiving yards, and three touchdowns already. Yeah, it's so pretty crazy. A, a guy who could finish wide receiver one this year if he can keep it up. Yeah, and also someone that I wouldn't be scared to start either is Ted Ginn. I definitely, he, he has looked real good. Yeah, he's, he's doing pretty well, um, you know, just alongside Michael Thomas. So definitely don't be scared to start him either. All right, let's move on here. We got the 1-0-1, another tie. Green Bay Packers going up against the 1-1 Washington Redskins. What do you think here? What's your uh, what's your big point of emphasis? Um, I'm uh, Jamal Williams and Chris Thompson. Uh, I definitely think Chris Thompson, you know, he, he was more of a receiving back last game, or, uh, and I definitely think that he's going to continue to be that way this game. I definitely like both of them, and um, I don't, I don't think I would particularly start Jamal Williams in this game, but I do, I do like him. I don't, but again, I don't think I would start him. Same thing with Chris Thompson, you know. I don't know if I would start him, uh, but Adrian Peterson is someone I feel more comfortable starting. Yeah, Jamal Williams a little hesitant on because Aaron Jones is supposed to come back this week, and Jamal hasn't been good enough to secure the job so that's that's a backfield I mean I I would start Aaron Jones on a risk if you needed to in a flex but that's a backfield I think we should wait and watch on see what's going to happen if Aaron Jones is really going to take off and take that spot or if Jamal is going to play harder with someone pushing him but something we should look at the Redskins man AP a guy who runs hard had a rough week last week nowhere near week one but when you look at Chris Thompson literally leading the Redskins in receptions is a guy that you almost have to play, especially every week if you're in a PPR league. I mean, he had just a, a nutty amount of catches for a running back. So he he's kind of that enigma that fits that double position, wide receiver, running back. 
Yeah, I agree. But to go back to the uh, Packers really quickly, don't forget about um, Devontae Adams and Jimmy Graham and Randall Cobb. Definitely think all three of those would be definitely easy starts for me this week. Yeah, I agree with that. Aaron Rodgers still slinging the ball. The defense not looking as clean as they have in years past. Um and that's led to some high-scoring shootouts, which obviously Rodgers is going to thrive in almost any year. A little disappointing, he only had one passing touchdown last week, but uh, he's still going to get it done all year for you. Jimmy Graham finally stepping up there, 6 for 95. Not a bad day at all, but I totally agree with what you said there. All three of those guys are definitely starting for me. Um, Geronimo Allison, a guy, too, you can look at in deeper leagues or even if you're struggling at wide receiver. I agree. And uh, let's jump over here to the Redskins just for a few minutes longer. Um, You know, someone that I would not feel comfortable starting is Jameson Crowder. Um, Jordan Reed, someone I would start. And um, Doxon, again, someone, I mean, he got, he got, he got, you know, that, those targets last week. But again, I I just don't think any, any, almost anybody in the wide receiver core there. Um, with the Redskins, someone I feel c- completely comfortable starting. So let me ask you, between Doxson and Crowder, which of those two are you starting on the Redskins if you have to? If I have to, I would say Doxson only because of the targets. He, All right. He it, got more targets. If we're week. going with Doxson, let's talk about Doxson. Would you rather start uh, Keelan Cole of the Jaguars, who had a nice game last week, or would you rather start Josh Doxson with the Redskins? 100% Keelan Cole. 100%. Uh, you know, just the talent there is just, and not only that, but him and Blake Bortles just clicking. Definitely, definitely play Keelan Cole. All right, let's do, uh, how about one more? I'll, I'll take you one more further. Are you going to start Keelan Cole or Nelson Aguilar this week with the, with the Eagles? Um, I would, I'd have to still say Keelan Cole. And the only reason for that is, I mean, Carson Wentz is going to be starting this week as we know, but. And uh, so I'm not totally sure how well he's going to do. I mean, I really hope he comes back and he's just a gunslinger. But realistically, uh, even even with Carson Wentz, personally, I would even be sitting him this week only, only to see how well he's going to do this first week coming back. Very interesting. I, I'm starting Carson Wentz this week, not only in my personal leagues, but let's move on to that game, the Eagles and the, uh, the Colts here. Carson Wentz, a guy who slung last year before he uh, got hurt, which was pretty tragic for a lot of people. A lot of people excited he's back. Um, Alshon Jeffrey not quite back yet to join him. They did sign Jordan Matthews yeah. today. What yeah, do you think about that. that signing? I think it's a good move. Um, you know, Jordan Matthews is a good player, and I think that he's it's just going to help add to that wide receiver core. I definitely think he's going to be utilized. I think it's going to be someone that Wentz can trust just as much as whenever Alshon Jeffrey comes back. Yeah, it's a little tough there. I know they have, I believe it's Mike Wallace who's been hurt, and they thought he could step in, and obviously uh, Alshon Jeffrey's been hurt for a while. Uh, but Nelson Aguilar, Jordan Matthews, um, both targets that uh, Wentz is going to be looking for in his first day back. But if you can read my mind here, a must start and a guy I'd be trading for because I think Wentz is going to be looking for him all the time. I completely agree, and I think that once Wentz gets back in the groove of things, he's going to be finding those targets that he was looking for before he got hurt. Yeah, and with that, I mean, you got to start Zach Ertz this week. I think he's going to be that blanket that Wentz looks to. I think uh, Zach Ertz has maybe the game of his season here. He's going to have a ton of targets on those little uh, outlet safety throws that Wentz can uh, feel comfortable with and get his legs back underneath him. I agree. Let's go ahead and move back over here to the uh, running backs. 
with Jay Ajayi is still questionable, so definitely be looking for that game time, either um, you know, swap in your in your roster. But with Jay Ajayi sitting now, who who are you looking at um, for uh, uh, taking over that spot, Clement or Smallwood? I think you have to go with Corey Clement. Um, I, I think he's going to get the bulk of those carries there. He, he, he's run well when he's had the opportunity this year. I believe he's averaging nearly five yards a carry, which you can't really ask more for. Um, he even hopped in the end zone last week to kind of solidify that. So Corey Clement, a guy, if, if Ajayi doesn't go, I think Clement's a guy you can play as a flex RB3 type of guy. I completely agree. And not only do I agree with you, but that's exactly what I'm doing. I picked him up, and I'm going to be putting him in my flex position. I think he's going to be getting a lot of carries. The only thing that does worry me a little bit is uh, last week, just looking at the uh, spread of Ajayi, Smallwood, and Clement. Uh, Ajayi and Smallwood both got seven carries, and Clement got six. So that's the only thing that does worry me a little bit. But I will say I do believe Clement's going to be getting the majority of the touches without Ajayi there. All right. Uh, Indianapolis looks like Andrew Luck is the captain there again. He, he's slinging the ball. Uh, he's getting the passing attempts. Um, and he's a guy, they, he, they got a win back under his belt over the Redskins last week. Um, he's a guy I feel comfortable starting, a quarterback that you can ride for the rest of the year and, and, and hope he uh, throws more touchdowns than the rest of those guys at the top tier up there. But he looks pretty decent, exciting to see him back. And what a bump to T.Y. Hilton having uh, Andrew Luck back is. Oh, yeah, sure, definitely. I mean, 11 targets last week. He is doing really well. They're both clicking. I do like T.Y. Hilton in this game, especially if you have him, definitely play him. Um, and then not only that, but, I mean, Eric Ebron and Grant, uh, you know, they're both obviously not getting as many targets as T.Y. Hilton, but they're both making plays. So definitely, uh, you know, Ebron is someone that I'd like to start. Yeah, I was just going to say, Jack Doyle was kind of the uh, the anticipated tight end target there, but Ebron scored the past two weeks. So kind of a tough choice there, but in that tight end slot, it's usually touchdowns are, are the moneymaker. So. I agree. And uh, just real quickly, let's touch on those running backs. Who do you think is going to be getting the majority of the touches this week, Wilkins or Mack? They split it 50-50 last week. A congested situation, and would you guess Neiman Hines is the one who gets in the end zone, of course. Of course, yeah. But who, who are you starting between Mack and Wilkins? I am staying away from it if I have to, but if I have to start one this week, I think Marlon Mack's the one who gets in the end zone. I completely agree. All right, let's move on to our next game here. We got... Uh, we have the Bills 0-2, in my opinion, one of the worst-looking teams, along with the Arizona Cardinals in the NFL right now, um, going up against the 1-0-1 Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, exactly. No, I agree with you. The Bills just aren't – they're just not, you know, pushing off at all. I mean, you'd think that they'd be a little bit better there with LaShawn McCoy and even even Chris Ivory and, uh, you, know, you know, Foster and – Jones and stuff out there, but I mean, they're Kelvin Benjamin. They're just not clicking at all. They're really not. And this game is a tough one to look at when you look at the running backs. Dalvin Cook should be able to go, but he's questionable at this moment. LaShawn McCoy is questionable as well, but it doesn't look like he's going to be able to go at this point in the week. It could change as we progress, obviously, but both of them a little banged up. So you're looking at some backup running backs there and Latavius Murray and Chris Ivory if those guys can't go. Um, what do you what do you think about this this injuries to the running backs? Are you scared for either one of these guys? Um, not so much, but again, I'm not really putting a whole lot of thought into this game. Even the Bills, uh, you know, I mean, if if any, if I'm going to start anybody, 
on this. Are you starting any Buffalo Bills this week? No, I'm not starting any. I wouldn't. You know, and the only one that I would start if I had to would be Kelvin Benjamin. Yeah, if you have to start when it's Kelvin Benjamin. Josh Allen looks like a rookie. No one I'm starting, but I agree. There's no one on this roster looking at it that I, I'm starting with any confidence. And I hate to say it because I love my boy Shady, but when he's back and healthy, I'm not even starting him with confidence at this point. I completely agree. I mean, I, I wouldn't be starting him either. The only other person maybe would be Zay Jones. That's about it. Yeah, in a deep league possibly. All right, let's move on to the Minnesota Vikings who pulled out a tie against the Green Bay Packers last week. All these ties, man. It's, yeah, two in two weird. weeks. It's, it's weird. Think we're going to get one this week? Yes or no? No, I don't think so. I think they'll all... I'm going to go out and out. say yes. You think so? Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> to even give you... I, I will bet the Broncos and Ravens tie this week. The, the Ravens and Broncos? Sure, why not? Okay, all right. Someone put put that money in Vegas for me. There we go. <laughs> All right, Minnesota Vikings. Kirk Cousins, obviously a great quarterback and someone I would be starting this week. He looks he looks wonderful this year. He is a fun he is a fun player to watch. Four touchdowns, four hundred twenty five passing yards last week. I mean, he's a guy you're starting with confidence. I completely agree, man. He, I I would definitely start him if I have him. Uh, we talked about Dalvin Cook and his injury. If Dalvin Cook, for some reason, ends up not being able to go, a scale of 1 to 10, what's your confidence level with Latavius Murray? From 1 to 10, I would probably say an 8. He did really, really well in week uh, week 2. And, uh, and not only that, but I mean he's just always been a good back. Yeah. I think he's definitely someone that's safe to play. I don't think you'd ever have to really worry about him too much. Um, the last thing here is these receivers in Minnesota. I don't even know if we need to talk about them because Thielen and Diggs and Rudolph, the if big three there. you have any of them, start them. They are phenomenal. The targets are there. The yardage is there. It, they, they look like they are maybe the best receiving duo in the NFL. They, yeah, I agree. They are just absolutely studly. So, yeah, you're starting those Vikings. If you have them, that's a team you feel good about offensively. At this point. Yep. So, you know, if you got Cousins, Diggs, Thielen, Rudolph, or Murray, I'd start all of them. Yeah. And if it's better, yeah, Dalvin Cook, too, if he. Yeah, if Dalvin Cook plays, I definitely play. All right. We have uh, an 0-2 versus 2-0 matchup. Actually, the only 0-2 versus 2-0 matchup this week. We have the Denver Broncos, or excuse me, the uh, Miami Dolphins 2-0 going up against the Oakland Raiders. 0-2. At the beginning of the year, I would have been, if I was a betting man, I would have bet the Raiders are 2-0 and the Dolphins are 0-2. I'm a little surprised by this Miami team. Yeah, I agree. And I think I'm start Tannehill this week is what I'm saying. I would start him. He's definitely a streaming quarterback. And, um, you know, I believe, I, I believe I have my facts right. In his last 10 games, he is 9-1. Uh, that's that's definitely something that's just slipping through the cracks. You know, he's a good quarterback, and he's got a he's got a good he's got a good team this 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 year. And so I how would start him. how confident are you in Tannehill? Are, are we are you saying top five here? Are you saying he's up there with the must starts like Kirk Cousins, for instance? Um, not not particularly. I would definitely start Cousins. Um, even Roethlisberger. Uh, Let's get a guy a lot of people are, were, uh, were excited about. Rank these in order from one to three this week. Okay. Are you going to go Ryan Fitzpatrick, 
a guy a lot of people are excited on right now. Jimmy Garoppolo, a guy that people were very excited and has kind of fallen short. Or would you go with uh, your boy uh, Ryan Tannehill this week? Um, again, I would say stream Tannehill, but if I had to put them in order, I'd go Fitzmagic, Tannehill, and then Garoppolo. Wow, Fitzmagic, that boy. That boy looking dirty in his post-game interviews, and that boy looking clean on the field. I love it. Yeah, he's doing really, really good, and I th- I would just say the thing that makes him dangerous is he has nothing to lose. That's why you keep seeing those deep passes that keep paying off for him. He has nothing to lose. i definitely say start him while he's hot. Same exact thing for James Conner. Keep playing him while he's hot. Yeah, I agree with that. So these Dolphins looking pretty good. Uh, Tannehill, like you said, a guy that you want to start this week if you got him. He's a guy if you're if you're in that spot where you need to make a stream play and you're like, oh, I need some quarterback points here. Go for Tannehill. Um, of his receivers there, no one's standing out as the number one, quite frankly. Uh, Danny Amendola looked better than he did last week, in my opinion. Um, but no one really there that's screaming start me right now. No, it looks like Amendola, uh, Jakeem Grant, and Albert Wilson, all three of those are pretty much sharing the same amount of targets. Um, but Amendola, you know, he's coming out with on top. I mean, he's got four targets, four receptions, while the other ones are either they're getting overthrown, underthrown, or they're just missing catches, whatever the case may be. I would start Amendola over the other two if I had to. All right, very good. Very nice. You know, Kenyon Drake is the guy you're starting there, it looks like, at running back, but really nice for fantasy owners that he was able to jump in the end zone this week and get him some points, some confidence builder right there. Um, we're looking at the Oakland Raiders on their side of the ball. Uh, the Oakland Raiders, a little disappointing that they blew that win. John Gruden still winless in his second stint as Oakland Raiders head coach. Um, you know, Marshawn Lynch, I don't know what to do with this man because he seems to get in the end zone every week, but his yardage is uninspiring to me. What are you doing with Marshawn? You know, that's a tough call if you have no one else. I mean, he's definitely still someone that you can start over other people, you know, like Marlon Mack and stuff, but because he does get into the end zone. I mean, he's not getting you a ton of carries um, or any, or, or, you know, at least the, the, the yards, you know, is definitely, I agree with you, disconcerting. Um, but, I mean, I definitely still someone think that you can definitely start because over Doug Martin and, um, you know, Richard, you know, obviously you're going to start him. Yeah, Doug Martin, a guy to me, though, if Marshawn Lynch ever gets hurt or decides to not play and pull Avonta Davis and retire at halftime, Doug Martin, a guy that you you should be on the lookout for. I think he's a good backup. Amari Cooper finally rewarded some people in week two here. 10 for 116, caught all 10 of his targets. A wonderful game. Uh, and Jordy Nelson, I've seen him get dropped in a couple leagues this week. People just aren't, uh, you know... You stashing him or what do you? They're uninspired by his performance. Yeah, um, Jordy Nelson, I think, is someone I would stash. I guess the question here is Martavius Bryant, John Gruden said they want to use here. Are you a Jordy guy or a Martavius guy right now? I've always been a Jordy guy, but I would definitely have to go with Bryant on this. I, I'm a I, I'm gonna stick with Jordy here. I think he's earned our he's earned your patience as a fantasy player. But I totally see the validity in switching over, jumping ship to Martavius here as the wide receiver too there. But again, really good to see Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper, do you think this production keeps up, or is he a sell high guy right now for you? Uh, personally, I'd say sell high. I don't think that Derek Carr is gonna continue to keep the production. Um, as it was just this game, I don't think he's going to continue to be able to do it um, next 
um, the next couple games. All right, very good. Next up, the game that I said, and I believe, kind of, will end in a tie. The 2-0 and Denver Broncos going up against the 1-1 and Baltimore Ravens. Uh, this one in Baltimore, uh, early morning Sunday game. What do you think here? You got any any uh, any big uh, big bombs to drop on our listeners today? Not really any big bombs, but I will say that's I don't I don't know what it is, but I am I just love the Denver Broncos. I love I love Philip Lindsay. I love San Emmanuel Sanders, Demarius Thomas. You know Jake Butt. I like them all. Wait, what was that guy? Uh, Jake Butt. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is a family show, Marcus. Uh, you know, I, I like them all. I really do. Uh, Manuel Sanders, Demarius Thomas. I think they're both great players. Uh, definitely someone I'd be starting at either end. I've been trying to trade for yeah. them. Haven't had any luck. Both one. Uh, they both look good. They they're trying to be Thielen and Diggs over in Minnesota. They don't quite have that production yet. Yeah, and they, maybe that's not, what it is. Maybe that's maybe that's what I'm comparing it with. Yeah, because they they got that ex uh, Minnesota quarterback Case Keenum, and they're trying to make that uh, that skull magic happen in Denver. And I think they will get there someday. Maybe not to the production we're seeing right now. But they're both getting their targets. They're both wonderful receivers, and uh, they have a tight end with the last name Butt. So I agree. I, I like <laughs> the Denver Broncos this year. And not only that, definitely, um, if you could pick him up off the waiver wire, which I'm sure he's probably gone by now, but Philip Lindsay is somebody I'm starting in my flex position. Man, Philip well. Lindsay, what a surprise. Yeah. Along with, like, the Miami Dolphins being 2-0. Yeah. What a surprise. Royce Freeman, both rookies they were they are. Yeah, and Philip Lindsay, you know, he wasn't even drafted, right? You know? And now, and he's just coming out there and just kicking butt, man. And I, I really like him this game. And if if I were you, I I would trade for him. I the, think he's gonna have a good year. The guy runs smart. The guy runs smart. He he's fast and he's pretty agile. But the guy runs not as patient as like Le'Veon Bell, but he runs smart in the way I see Le'Veon Bell run. Not this season, obviously. Right. But uh, he's a he's an impressive little guy, and uh, and I'm happy to have him. I would be. I mean, I should say I'd be happy to have him. I don't have him in any leagues, but definitely a guy who's been impressive and uh, really looks to kick Royce Freeman down a couple notches there. Yeah, I definitely agree. I think he's going to take over that position by the end of the year. All right, the Baltimore Ravens. Um, Alex Collins, a guy that I thought was going to be a stud this year. I'm still holding the faith on him. I know he has less than 80 rushing yards in the past two games combined, but they've been playing from behind, and I have to believe that if they're ahead, that's when you'll see the Alex Collins payoff. But, man, a struggle for an Alex Collins owner. And, you know, I almost want to say that I disagree with you. I do agree that you're definitely going to see a little bit more volume from the backfield whenever they're ahead, but I don't think that it'll be Alex Collins out there. If anything, I think it's actually going to be Buck Allen is going to be out there taking those snaps if they're ahead. I think um, when they're behind them, you know, you're going to see more targets from Alex Collins. And not only that, but Buck Allen seems more like a goal line type of a um, uh, running back here, and I would rather have Buck Allen than, um, than Alex Collins. Interesting here, yeah. Um, I gotta ask you, John Brown does not do it for me. Never did on the Cardinals. He's caught a touchdown in both weeks as a Baltimore Raven. I see a lot of people asking, is he flex worthy? Is he flex worthy? Who's that again? Sorry. John Brown. John Brown. Yeah, um, I think he is flex worthy. You know, I think that he's he's doing his thing. You know, I mean, he's 
got just as many targets as Michael Crabtree, which I think some people will be surprised. That blows to hear. my yeah, mind. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You know, and he was somebody that was I was always on the edge with. Whenever he was with the Cardinals, uh, you know, he didn't do super well, and I figured that it would just continue to go on. Um, but no, he's been doing really well. I mean, let me the only let me other let me go back. Under that is was Willie Sneed. Give me so, Willie Sneed. Yeah, but let's okay. let's go back to this John Brown. John Brown, Keelan Cole. Because I, I, Keelan Cole's a guy I can get behind as a receiver who he needs to explode. Keelan Cole, John Brown, I see it in your face. This is a tough one. Yeah, that's definitely tough. Um, Keelan Cole or John Brown. I, you know, I'm going to go with Keelan Cole again. I think he's a better start, and the only reason is because of the defenses that they're both going up against. I would definitely rather go with Blake Bortles and the Keelan Cole match. We haven't gotten to the Jaguars yet, but I'm telling you, the waiver wire out of the week, for my opinion, is Keelan Cole. Oh, yeah, for sure. Go out and pick him up. I think that that guy... Yeah, and, and I think that he is definitely a waiver wire pickup because I don't think that a lot of people will have... You know, I don't know if he's just going through a lot of people's fingers or he's just people are overlooking him or what, but he definitely is on the waiver wire and, you know, pick him up if you can or even trade for him. Yeah, I agree 100%. Because I don't think this is going to be a one-game you know, surprise. I think it's going to continue to go on throughout this season. All right, moving on here. we got the 2-0 Cincinnati Bengals, who look awesome. Going up against the 1-1 Carolina Panthers. This one in Carolina where Cam seems to do a little bit better than he does on the road. Um, two big-name quarterbacks, Andy Dalton, really been playing well this year, going up against a top-three predicted fantasy quarterback in Cam Newton. What do you got to say about this quarterback matchup? Uh, definitely, I am going with Andy Dalton in this matchup. I think that they're – I think that – personally, I just think that the Bengals are going to win. And so, with that being said, I'm definitely going with um, Andy Dalton. He's a great quarterback, did super well the last two weeks. I mean, he's got people like Tyler Boyd, A.J. Green. I mean, come on, what if you – with those weapons out there, I mean, they're 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 just making them look good. They really are. I agree. I think the Bengals have looked stellar. However, I think they're going to lose this game to the Carolina Panthers because I think Joe Mixon has become such a a standpoint for them that they can hand the ball off and give Andy Dalton a break and kind of take some attention away from the pass. And that's going to be gone this week. I think Giovanni's going to be well, great. Yeah, I would disagree with you with the fact that they're not going to be able or they're not going to be handing the ball off as much. I mean, if you, I don't have the stats in front of me right now, but I do know that whenever Giovanni Bernard is a sole back, I mean, that kid just flows in the backfield. And I think he's going to be a great waiver wire pickup and a great flex play this week if you can get him. Yeah, Giovanni, I mean, I definitely want to start him because it looks like Mixon's going to mix miss a couple mix a couple weeks. Mix a couple weeks, nice. Uh, <laughs> but Mixon, what do we uh, let's compare him to somebody we've talked about here? Uh, Joe, uh, excuse me, Giovanni Bernard or um, Carlos Hyde? Giovanni Bernard for sure. What about uh, let's see, Giovanni Bernard or um, Tevin Coleman? Two two backups who are kind of getting the start here. What do you think? Um, I would still say Giovanni, Giovanni Bernard. Wow, and that one I would say yeah. Tevin Coleman, but I, I totally understand why you would go with... Uh... Well, let's talk about one controversial issue here. John Ross. What do you think about John Ross? I'll tell you right now, personally, I am not sold. John Ross just, he's had... You know, he I know he ran one of the fastest 40s we've ever, we've ever seen. 
But there's a difference between, you know, 40 speed and game speed. Not to call you out, John Ross, but you don't look that fast out there, brother. No. <laughs> Tyreek Hill's out there just slaying defenses. and Let's not start making enemies because if we need somebody to have an opener for our podcast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah not John Ross anymore. Yeah, exactly. But while I tell you who I will take over John Ross, Tyler Boyd. That guy looks yeah. like a legitimate threat out there on the field. Uh, six for 91 and a touchdown. That's a guy that I think you can start because, like you said, Andy Dalton has been looking good this year. He's been looking good, and as well as A.J. Green did last week, I think it still overshadowed the fact that A.J. Green and Tyler Boyd both had the same amount of targets. And actually, Tyler Boyd had one more receiving uh, received one more time. He got the ball one more time. <laughs> it's called a reception. A reception. <laughs> he had one more reception than A.J. Green last week, and he got another touchdown as well. So, I mean, if you can't get A.J. Green, which I'm sure you can't, he's definitely locked into um, a, a lineup, or you can try to trade for him. But uh, definitely look for Tyler Boyd out there. And, yeah, John Ross is someone I'm definitely not, you know, super happy about. I think the first, you know, week one, everybody was super excited. You saw John Ross jump into the end zone. Um, but realistically, I mean, I, you know, over the last two weeks, he only has two receptions for 11 yards. So definitely I'd be staying away from him. All right, a quickly touch on the Carolina Panthers. I hate to say I told you so, but I told everyone I told you so on Devin Funches. Seven catches is nice, but he hasn't been the stud everyone thought he was going to be. I am staying away from Funches. At best for me, he's a flex player. I don't know if you agree, but how do you feel about Funches? I like Funches. I still like Funches. I think he's still going to be active and produce in that wide receiver core for him. Um, but also somebody that I, you know, you know, I like just as well as Jarius Wright. Um, I, I like Funches more than Jarius Wright. But um, both of them, are, I think, are definitely safe plays. For this, for even this week. Yeah, the the one you know you're starting Cam Newton if you got him three touchdowns last week, but the only person in that in that besides Cam on the Panthers that I'm starting is Christian McCaffrey. 14 catches last week. He's gonna touch the ball about 20 times, 25 times a game, whether that's receiving or rushing. Get him in your lineup. I know you are. Yeah, 100% start Christian McCaffrey. All right, moving on from that game here, we have the only 0-2-0-2 matchup, the uh, the crap bowl of the Giants versus the Texans. What do you got to say about this? You know, with the Giants, I'm super disappointed in them this year. I'll tell you that. You know, they for having the weapons that they do, they're just a boring team to watch. Very true. You know, I mean, you got, Sa- you know, you got Saquon Barkley or Saquon whatever, you know, you got Evan Ingram, you got Odell Beckham, even Sterling Shepard. Right. You know, I mean, and they're just not doing anything. They're, there's nothing special about them. I mean, and I hate to specifically point out one person, but I think a lot of it has to do with Eli Manning. He, yeah, he, he, uh, he's not getting, I mean, he's throwing the ball. He, he's throwing the ball 81 times this year already. So he, he's averaging at least 40 passes a game. He's thrown for an incredible 500 yards. He's just thrown one touchdown. Yeah, and not only that, he's definitely still someone you can start and be safe starting. He's just, I don't know, there's just something about, uh, you know, that offensive line and that backfield not clicking and that quarterback and the wide receiver core not clicking. Yeah, so Saquon, uh, Saquon, a guy you're starting, um, he's hopped in the end zone. Lamar Miller, you're probably starting here. Uh, Lamar's had an actually a decent year. 
He just hasn't gotten in the end zone. And, you know, Odell and D-Hop, two stellar receivers. You're probably starting both of those guys. Um, Odell has to get in the end zone here, though. Well, Lamar Miller. What? You're talking about Lamar Miller? Yeah, him and Saquon. Or... Oh, okay, yeah. Well, Lamar Miller isn't on the Giants. He's on the Texans. Yeah. And then I said, Dustin Hopkins and Odell. Odell needs to get into the end zone. Oh, okay. I thought you were just only talking about the Giants here still. So I was like a little confused. But, yeah, I mean, I definitely think, you know, start start Barkley, Ingram, Odell, and uh, Manning. A lot of guys there. A lot of guys there from uh, the Giants that you can definitely start. Uh, not with as much confidence as I've ever had in them, though, because the touchdowns just are not coming through. Yeah, that's, that's definitely true. So but, you, th- but you just can't stand and not start them because, I mean, the, the chance is always there because they're just phenomenal players. Yeah, Eli, a guy you may you may be able to have better options with uh, starting uh, like Blaine Gabber or somebody like that. But Yeah, no, I mean, I definitely will be. Who, who, you start, who would you start? Would you start? Would you start Eli Manning or Matthew Stafford this week? I'd start Matthew Stafford this week. Yeah, okay, I agree. You know, Eli is a guy who just doesn't really get me excited to see in my starting role. Josh roster. Allen or Eli Manning? I'm going to go Eli Manning. I'm not going to okay. touch Buffalo with a thousand-foot stick. I agree with that. What about Eli Manning or Deshaun Watson? I'm going to go Deshaun Watson. I think okay. Deshaun has a higher chance to throw in a couple touchdowns. All right, one more. Eli Manning or Blaine Gabbert? I'm going Blaine Gabbert. I think okay. Blaine Gabbert okay. has a good a good stretch of games here for sure. Uh, yeah, but the Texans, kind of a straightforward team. You're starting Lamar Miller. You're starting uh, DeAndre Hopkins if you got him. Deshaun Watson, a lot of people still in love with. So you're probably starting him as well. Yeah, I agree. Lamar Miller, definitely starting Will Fuller. He's definitely starting to look a little bit better. Um, and uh, and um, DeAndre Hopkins, definitely starting him as well. All right, moving on here, we have who we've been talking about all pod. The Jacksonville 2-0 Jaguars going up against the Tennessee Titans, who coming at 1-1. One one. I definitely, you know, I love the Jacksonville Jaguars. You know, I think that they're going to continue to do great. I mean, they they, they beat the franchise last week. You know, they, they beat the Patriots last week, and I think that came to a surprise to a lot of people. You know, I really like Blake Bortles, especially this week. Definitely, you can you if you can, pick him up and stream him. You know, I definitely think he's going to be really, really good to um, to play this week. TJ Yeldon, someone I'm definitely starting as well. Yeah, it looks like Leonard Fournette's uh, struggling to get 100% here. And uh, TJ Yeldon, a guy, even if Fournette plays this week, he's Yeldon, still some touches. Yeah, he's still going to get some touches. Um, but, yeah, Yeldon definitely looks like a guy you could start there. Let's talk about the receiving core in Jacksonville, though, because I know you and I both are excited about Keelan Cole. I really, really like Keelan Cole, and I also like Dante Moncrief and Corey Grant. Um, I, I, If I had to, I'd say Keelan Cole, Corey Grant, and then Dante Moncrief. And I do like D.D. Westbrook, and I think he's going to continue to do well throughout the season. Uh, but definitely Keelan Cole is my man crush this week. He is my he's, – He's my guaranteed get you some points this week guy. Yeah, I agree. Keelan Cole looked awesome last week. He looked like a, one of the favorite targets out there. Keelan Cole, Dante Moncrief, Didi Westbrook is how I would rate those guys and leave Grant out of that mix. But those three, all, all you know, those four guys, two of them are going to end up being stud receivers there that are the main, the main targets because Blake Bortles does not look like he plans on slowing down from slinging that ball. 
and they shouldn't slow him down either. He he looks like he is on point with his throws here. Yeah, I th- I actually agree with you. I, I actually I would probably put Grant last as well, and I, I don't think I would even start Grant this week. Um, you know, but I mean, he, he made some decent plays last week, but yeah, this week no. Um, now, what about Osferian Jenkins? What's your take on him? I think he's definitely a very talented tight end, and he could see a lot of red zone targets. I think he's worth a shot at tight end because unless you have Gronkowski or Kelsey. Or Kittle. Or Kittle. You know, there's not a ton out there. So definitely a streamer. Yeah, I completely agree. The Tennessee Titans have looked hit or miss this year, quite frankly. Um, a guy like Blaine Gabbard out there, uh, not not a ton of yardage there, not a ton of uh, like uh, passing attempts. Uh, you're really looking at the running backs here. Between Henry and Lewis, it's a tough, tough backfield to call. Uh, Derrick Henry, you know, we thought Lewis, uh, Deion Lewis was going to come out and kind of try to take this job over in week two. Not really the case. No, it's really not. And I think it surprised a lot of people because I thought Lewis was going to be taking over that backfield real quick and real easily. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Derrick Henry or, you know, Lewis, those guys, you know, I'm really not comfortable starting either of them. If you have to, I would say Henry. What do you think? If I have to start one, I think I'm going Lewis, but I agree with your initial analysis. I'm trying to stay away from them if at all possible. I'm looking for one of them, hopefully the guy I have, to have a monster week and I can sell him high. Yeah, okay, so what do you, what do you think about um, you know Corey Davis, Richard Matthews, and um, you know some of those other uh, wide receivers out there? Um, what about uh, – what's how do you um, – never – no, no, no. Go, go ahead. Who, who do you think? I don't think I'm starting any of those Titans receivers. If I have to have one, I'm probably sticking with Taewon Taylor or yeah, Taewon Taylor and hoping he can do something. But I'm staying away you from would, those. You would start Taewon Taylor over Corey Davis? If I had to, yeah. Why is that? I think Taylor's has a better chance of hopping in the end zone. Okay. You know, I, I don't think Corey Davis gets enough receptions to warrant a, a start. So if I'm picking one, I'm looking for an end zone target. Well, I mean, Corey Davis had five receptions over Taylor, who had three. And he also had three more targets. You know, so I think for me personally, I mean, I, I agree with what you're saying. I definitely think Taylor would probably be more of a goal line guy. But I like Davis a little bit more only because the receptions are there and the targets are there. The only thing that obviously worried me is last week Davis had a fumble. So, Yeah, very true. So moving on here, we have the 2-0 Kansas City Chiefs, who look like an awesome offense going up against the 1-1 San Francisco 49ers. Uh, tell me how much you love Patrick Mahomes. I love him too much to even to even say it. I, don't, I think I'm at a, a loss for words. I mean, that this dude is just – he's just crazy. He's a gunslinger, man. I mean, he's out there making plays and making a name for himself. Six – yeah, six touchdowns. Right in the last, last two or no no ten touchdowns sorry in the last two weeks, dear lord the guy is slinging and, and I don't know what it is I don't I I don't know why all rookies don't come with this confidence maybe it's because he has Tyreek Hill on the other uh, receiving end of a lot of these deep balls but he's not afraid to let it fly down the field he knows he's got a powerful arm and oh boy is he letting it be known because you know Tyreek five for ninety still got in the end zone. 
Sammy Watkins also also that deep threat. I mean, oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean he, I mean Patrick Mahomes. You know he himself is a great quarterback, but he's also got Kelsey Watkins and hell those three weapons out there. He has made Watkins plays. viable. Yeah, you know? and last last year Watkins really wasn't that much. Right. You know? And this year I was scared to pick him up and play him, but I definitely think he's somebody you could play safely. I, I agree. I mean, I'm starting. If you have Travis Kelsey, Sammy Watkins, Tyree Kill, you're starting those guys without question. And you have to start Kareem Hunt if you have him as well, because that offense is so incredibly deadly that they can score it. Yeah, they're just a dynamic offense. Maybe the best offense in the NFL. Well, right now, the best offense in the NFL without question. I agree. I agree. Um, really nice. One quick point for Kareem Hunt. We thought, you know, Spencer Ware was creeping up a little in week one. Spencer Ware only one carry. Kareem Hunt still the number one guy in that backfield. You're still starting yeah. him as a wide or a running back one. Uh, but yeah, start your Kansas City Chiefs, please. Yeah, I completely agree. Ware. I, uh, he's a good running back, but I don't think he's going to be doing anything this year. Yeah, I think he, I think he's just going to be a pivotal part of, or he's going to be a very like important part of that offense to make sure Patrick Mahomes uh, stays good. The 49ers here, uh, anything big you want to talk about there? Matt Breda looked pretty good, but Morris still sharing those touches. Yeah, you know, it's funny, actually. Uh, Breda is the leading rusher in the NFL. Yeah, number one. As of week two. Um, he's definitely someone I like. But I would be using Brita um, as a trading token if I if I could, you know I I would trade Brita to try to get, you know someone as a, a little bit higher caliber, um, you know and I think with as well as he's been doing recently I think you continue to do that. Yeah, and they finally got a win here in the second week of the season, and I think it all hinges on if uh, Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't throw any uh, picks or turn the ball over. Yeah, I mean I do like Garoppolo again. I you know. If you have him, then you can start him. I wouldn't be starting him this week. I don't think he's. I don't think he's a streaming quarterback. But we'll see. And um, you know, Garcon Pettis. I mean, what do you think about that wide receiver core? Very. I'm not super excited about it. I'm starting Keelan Cole over Pierre Garcon yeah, this oh yeah, week. I get, I mean, <laughs> there we go. It, yeah. You know, if if I have to talk about it that way, it's just very uninspired in my opinion. Yeah, I think the only person really I'd be starting there or the two would be Kittle and Brita. Yeah, Kittle and Breda or Breda, however you say it, is yeah. the guys you want to start there. Moving on, we got the two and zero Los Angeles Rams, who look pretty tough going up against the one and one Los Angeles Chargers. Yeah, I I like the Chargers here. What do you think? I I think the Rams are going to take this one. I think they look pretty tough. Phil Rivers is trying to carry this team, but uh, man, is it tough. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, I like the Chargers, and I mean, I have Keenan Allen on my team, so I'm a little bit biased. Um, but I feel like, you know, with Melvin Gordon, he's definitely, you know, a number RB1. But with Phillip Rivers, Keenan Allen, you know, Tyrell Williams, it just seems like they haven't really been able to make too many big plays out of it. Yeah, I agree. Melvin Gordon, guy you're starting. I mean, Austin Eckler is definitely eating into his carries here. But you see Melvin still got uh, into the end zone on a rush. And he had six receptions uh, with for an additional two touchdowns. So he's a guy you have to start every week. But look out for Austin Eckler. He's trying to make a name for himself there. Yeah, I mean, I think that he's someone you could even pick him off the waiver and just do a handcuff if I were you. Yeah, I agree with that, definitely. And Keenan Allen, somebody you got to start there still, no question about it. But when we come over here to the Los Angeles Rams, um, this is a fully powered offense. I mean, they're rolling – not only powered offense, but also powered defense. I mean, I I would 
I would even go as far as to say this is probably one of the best teams right now in the NFL, if not the best. I agree. They're up there for sure. You know what I mean? Um, You got Jared Goff out there. You know, Brandon Cooks just making plays. They're, I mean, they're just a phenomenal team. That wide receiver core, Brandon Cooks, Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, they are all start-worthy. You're starting your Los Angeles Rams if you have them, uh, period. Oh, yeah. Same thing with Todd Gurley. Yeah, you're starting all of them. Yep, I completely agree. Uh, moving on here, we got the Cowboys 1-1 one one going up against the 0-2 Seahawks. Uh, Russell Wilson... Looks pretty good out there. Five touchdowns already to Dak Prescott's one. The Cowboys looked immensely better last week against the Giants than they did week one. They still managed to score, what, one touchdown? Yeah, I, I yeah. And the thing is, is the Seahawks, for me, I mean, I feel like they were going to be a force to be reckoned with this year, and they just really haven't done anything. Russell Wilson, definitely someone you should start. I think he's a good play. Um Richard, Richard Penny, um, you know, you could start him, but I, I don't think that he'd be that, um, you know, he's not someone I would be um, looking for to start. Yeah, I'm, I'm not starting any of those Seattle running backs. I think in the long run, you're going to want Chris Carson, but who's to say really there? Yeah, I mean, if anything, I'd be starting Brandon Marshall and maybe even Tyler Lockett. Yeah, those two guys look like they are poised to stay, uh, stay on top of the targets there and get those looks from Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson, the only guy I'm starting off this team, though, unless I if I have better options. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Uh, so, like I said, the Cowboys looked a little uninspired the last two weeks. They do have that one and one record thanks to the even more uninspired New York Giants. Yeah. Um, Zeke is a guy you're definitely still starting. He ran a little better this week, 78 yards, and he hopped in the end zone. Um, but other than that, I am not starting any receiver from this team. I'm staying away from Dak Prescott if I have the opportunity to. Is there anybody besides Zeke you're thinking here? No, I maybe Cole Beasley, but no, I mean, that's about it. I mean, if I have to start, excuse me, anybody, yeah, Elliot and and, uh, and Beasley, but that's it. All right, well, uh, I finally get to talk about my uh, my favorite move of the week. The New England Patriots go up against the Detroit Lions, and let's forget about everybody else in this game except for Josh Gordon (laughs) because that is the play 100%. I am so excited to see Josh Gordon on this team. Yeah, I think he's – I, you know, I don't really know because I do like him on the team. I mean, he's been through a lot and everything, and now he's got, you know, the legend Tom Brady. You know, hopefully he can get him some plays, but – at the same time, you also have to think about the mentality of just the Patriots as a franchise. Bill Belichick does not put up with anything. And so, I mean, he could – this could be good or bad for Josh Gordon. Josh Gordon could go in there and hopefully get a little bit of the discipline and just some of that hard tightness from Bill Belichick. And hopefully he turns, you know, just his attitude, maybe his life, whatever it is, you know, just his demons around. And hopefully he can be a good player added to the team. If not – I mean, I could also see him getting cut in a week because he's because he's not performing up to Bill Belichick's um, standards, or he's just 
you know, doesn't have the attitude up to Bill Belichick's standards. Ball's in your court, Josh Gordon. Go out there and be the stellar receiver we all know you can. <laughs> there because go. there's not one there right now, really. I mean, Gronk, you're obviously starting. He didn't have the best week. But other than that, they're trying to get a receiver going, I feel. Yeah, they um, got... definitely someone that has really let me down personally is uh, Chris Hogan. Yeah, he did get in the end zone twice last week, but really only on three targets. So nothing you can substantiate and start every week. Exactly. He's he's pretty much a big hit or miss. Yeah. And the running backs, I mean, that whole New England team is a is a confusing situation. You got Rex Burkhead uh, Sony, out there. Sony Michelle now. Sony Michelle leading the team in carries. While you still have James White leading the team in receptions, it's just an absolute mess. Even the fullback Devlin got a target last week. Yeah, it's definitely a hard choice for fantasy owners, that's for sure. So, you know, Tom Brady, a guy you're starting with confidence. You know, any of these Patriot receivers, it seems, you can start on a on a, on a a flyer and hope he's the one who gets in the end zone like Hogan did twice. But a tough team to call, a fun team to watch, though. A team that's not as fun to watch has been the Detroit Lions, 0-2. Yeah, definitely not as fun to watch. Um, you know, I thought Matt Stafford actually was going to come out and have a little bit more of a better year. You know, I mean, that might sound a little, you know, I wouldn't say hypocritical, but, I mean, it sounds a little weird after he had three touchdowns last week. Um, but definitely someone, I would start over someone like Jimmy Garoppolo, um, but, uh, you know, I wouldn't be... I wouldn't be super excited to start him. Yeah, I see what you, I know what you mean. I mean, I'm starting him over Tyrod Taylor. I'm starting him over Alex Smith. I'm starting him over Matt Ryan right now. At least I am, in my opinion. Uh, Stafford, I mean, I think we're all still reeling from week one when it was just so awful. on Johnson, also been a disappointment this year for a lot of people. Not really coming out as that running back we thought. And LeGarrette Blount, same thing. Same thing. Both of them are just disappointing. And um, Tough you know, to start either of them. You know, the only ones that have not been disappointing is, uh, you know, going to the wide receiver court. Uh, Galladay and Marvin Jones Jr., both of them, I think. You know, I mean, I'd rather have Galladay, but, um, you know, you start either of them, I think, feel just, just fine. You can start Golden Tate, Galladay, and Jones because they're still throwing the ball 53 attempts for Matt Ryan. But, yes, it's amazing to see Galladay get into the end zone. I think that kid has a very bright future ahead of him. Yeah, I agree. All right, let's move on to our last Sunday game of the week. We have the Chicago Bears going up against one of the worst teams in the NFL right now, it seems, the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, that hits home for me big time because I am a Cardinals fan. So it does, you know, I have to, you know, kind of put my emotions aside and really think fantasy-wise. But, yeah, you know, David Johnson really hasn't been able to take off as much as we thought he was going to. Um, you know, I'm still holding just, on, though. I, I think he's going to continue to do well, but the only thing is that offensive line is doing nothing for them. You know, I think, um, you know, same thing with Sam Bradford. I mean, he threw an interception last week. He didn't even get into, into the end zone, nothing. You know, yeah. so I'm, I'm waiting. I hate to say it, you know, and I wanted to give him the benefit of the doubt, but, um, you know, come on, let's go Rosen. Josh Rosen, huh? The Cardinals got the ball over midfield one time this last game against the Rams, which granted is a good defense. You're still starting David Johnson if you have him. You're maybe trading him, but if you're holding on, you're praying that they get something going here. Larry Fitzgerald a little banged up, and if he's banged up, there's no one on this receiving core that I'm starting. No, I mean, if I have to, I mean, Christian Kirk, but I'm definitely not 
too enthused about that. Um, Larry Fitzgerald, from what I read, he should be good to go. And um, Ricky Seals-Jones, I mean, he's actually a pretty good start for, you know, tight end. You know, just like we said before, there's really not that many, too many good tight ends out there right now. Um, but, yeah, David Johnson, i definitely wait. Either wait until he has a really, really good game and then trade him away, or you could try trading him away right now just because of the name value. Yeah, I agree. Um, how about we move on to the Chicago Bears and a guy I saw in Celebrity Family Feud the other night, Mitch Trubisky out there. What do you oh, think yeah. he's been doing this year? White as you can be, Mitch Trubisky. Um, uh, what was the question, though? Trubisky's just, you know, an average year, good year. What do you think? Um, I think average. You know, if he wasn't getting those interceptions along with those touchdowns and equaling himself out, I definitely think he would be doing a little, a little bit, bit better. Um, but I mean, he's not—he's not doing horrible. Um, you know, I, I definitely wouldn't be starting him. You know? All right, very good, very good. I—I'm I'm not starting him either. Um, Jordan Howard and Allen Robinson, the two big names, and Trey Burton, I guess, at tight end there—the the, the guys we need to look at here for Chicago. Yeah, like I said before, um, with those um, tight end, with those tight ends, really not that many to really pick from. Not of them, not not a lot of them are really making, you know groundbreaking plays or anything but I do like Trey Burton I do think he's someone you can start same thing with Allen Robinson and realistic realistically out of this entire team those are the only two players I'd, I'd feel comfortable starting is Allen Robinson and Trey Burton I'm still starting Jordan Howard he's the number one running back there he's gonna get you the carries there's no way he averages 2.5 yards of carry per game for the rest of the season but I'm, I like Allen Robinson a lot. He's the number one receiver on a team that seems like they want to throw the ball somewhat consistently. Um, so Allen Robinson, a guy you're playing, and uh, in my opinion, Jordan Howard, a guy you're playing too. Okay, yeah, I agree. I agree. The last game we're going to talk about here real quickly is the Monday night football game. The Pittsburgh Steelers 0-1-1 going against the 2-0 Ryan Fitzmagic. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Does he keep the magic up in prime time Monday night? I agree. I mean, they're playing, you know, in Tampa Bay. I think that Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to definitely, or Fitzmagic, excuse me. I think he's going to take advantage of that, and I think he's going to continue to sling the ball around just like before. And like I said, the reason he's doing this is because he has nothing to lose. I mean, either he's going to do extremely well, and maybe, maybe they keep him on as QB1. Um, but even even then, would I maybe not want to start him if he does get named the QB one because then he has something to lose. What do you? Uh, who wins this game? Steelers or Buccaneers? Buccaneers. Buccaneers go three and zero. Pittsburgh goes zero two and one. You heard it here first from Aaron Bronson. Um, Big Ben fits magic. You can start both of those guys. James Conner, like you said earlier in the pod, you're starting and you're riding him into the ground, and hopefully he doesn't fall apart on the way there and continues a strong season. Yeah, I I like I like James Conner, um, but with with how he is doing right now, I definitely think James Conner is someone you can trade away right now. Trade away for you know an RB one, you know someone else that you're not always you know jumping on your phone really quickly or every single day even. Um, just to see if for some reason Le'Veon Bell decides to come back. Yeah, and an interesting thing here, there's four receivers here I believe you can start. I think you can start Juju Smith-Schuster, who had a monster game last week, Yeah. or you can start Antonio Brown. And on the Buccaneers' side, I think you can start Mike Evans, who had a monster game. 
And I'm going in on Deshaun Jackson here. Boy's got, what, three touchdowns in the first two weeks? Yeah, again, I really like Deshaun Jackson, Deshaun Jackson, and I really like Mike Evans. And the only reason that I like them two is because of, you know, Fitzmagic's deep threat ball. That's the only reason I really like them. Yeah, very true. A lot of fantasy-worthy guys. A lot of fantasy games are going to be decided this Monday night between that Steelers and Buccaneers game because I think Fitzpatrick had started a lot of games across all fantasy leagues this week. Well, guys, that's it for our fantasy pod here today. Week three in the book, pod number two in the book. It's Aaron Bronson and Marcus Bronson coming at you live. Yeah, hey, guys, um, you know, definitely shoot us some um, comments, some feedback so that we know what you guys like, what you guys don't like. Let us know some certain um, sections or anything that you would like us to expand more on, talk a little bit less on, you know, waiver wire pickups, more starts, more sits, anything like that. Um, injuries, um, breaking news type thing. Just let us know what you guys would like. And you can hit us up with any of that information. We have an email, firstin15fantasy at yahoo.com. You can follow us on SoundCloud and comment on our pods there. Or you can follow us on our new Facebook page, First in 15 Just search that on Facebook. Join into our group. Start some conversations up. We'd love to have you. And if they want to email us, how do they spell out first and 15? It is first, F-I-R-S-T-A-N-D, the numbers 1-5, the word fantasy at yahoo.com. Same thing across all platforms. Make sure you like, comment, and share all of our posts. Get your friends listening to this pod, and let's make this a great pod that your your input is is heard across all of the all of our productions. All right, thanks, guys. Hopefully you guys have a great week and get some wins.